All right, welcome to our first discussion of The Handmaid's Tale by Across the Novelverse. You are here with Chelsea Cook, yeah. Connor Provosnik, and Michaela Bishop. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get started. So we have a few things we wanted to talk about specifically, but we are also here with a Facebook Live group. Um, so if they have any questions, please throw them in the comments, and we will also address those as well. All right, first question. Um, why did they decide to go back to basically the Dark Ages before electricity um, instead of keeping it at modern times where they were before everything set in? Well, I think that has a lot to do with why they chose to do everything they did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why did they choose to, you know, make people wear color-coded clothing? (laughs) That's another good question, too. Uh, I mean, it's a form of suppression. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you want people, the people in order that are in power or to stay in power, it was just one of those forms of oppression that they chose to enact upon people because if, like, cell phone, internet is freedom, like, that is a mm-hmm. form of, like, having a cell phone is a form of freedom, in, in a sense. Um, having a laptop, being able to access, like, opinions and stuff like that is, is a form of freedom. Uh, having electricity is a form of freedom that we take for granted. So, I mean, I, I think it was just a, a way to, like, um, take away take that freedom. Away yeah. freedom. And as they say, yeah, freedom is not something that they're privileged with. It seems like only women, though. I know the author was very keen on giving a very, like, feministic view of what was happening mm-hmm. um, in the time that she wrote this book because they were going through a lot of hard times and she really wanted to make that clear that women were being very oppressed and basically had their freedoms taken away, not in the ways of dramatic, like, (laughs) in the book, but um, she really wanted to emphasize that. So I think that's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, I think, and we'll get into this because... Um, some of us have seen the TV show, some of us haven't <laughs> seen the TV show, but they're, they describe other reasons as to why that they went back to such a time to do with, I think, certain views <laughs> on society. Yes. Um, I do want to bring up, though, there was a quote in... Um, Chapter two, I believe. It's um, waste not, want not. I am not being wasted. Why do I want? Hmm. Is she referencing somebody? So, like, basically, um, she can't really want for anything because she's just the handmaid, right? So if she wants something, she basically can't have it. Right. You know? Um, 
so she tries not to waste what she does have. But she wants more. She's restricted of her freedom. I believe she wants more. She wants the life she had previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone would want that. Yeah. <laughs> but in the sense of, like, she's not being wasted. I guess because she's being used to her full potential. I mean, she has more potential than being a baby maker. <laughs> yeah. But for her sole purpose of in these times and what her title is, per mm-hmm. se, she's not being wasted. Um, but I could see why she would want more. Because I would want more. I wouldn't want to be where she's at. No. Just for the sole purpose of what she does. Literally spending her days staring at walls and looking over every square inch of a very tiny room. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they think about us, like, having so much... We always feel like we're so busy, and then going back to something like that, where you're just kind of, like, sitting around doing nothing all day, almost. You, you take it for granted. Except for, yes. except for, like, the ceremony portion of your day. <laughs> Which, you said that was once a month, though? Yeah. You, you would guess it's once a month yeah. um, during ovulation. Okay. And it, um... When I was reading it, it really made me feel, I don't know, kind of privileged as to what I've got today. Absolutely. You know, and when I read a book, I kind of, like, escape reality for a moment. Kind of, like, key myself into um, what it would be like as to that character if I were in her position. And it kind of just makes me feel better about Mm -hmm. my reality, even though things that are going on now aren't really too good. But yeah. it makes me feel better. Gives you a new insight into <laughs> yes. your life. Oh well, yeah, because so it many, could be worse. Yeah, because so many people compare this book, or when, the, or at least when the TV show came out, start comparing it to like, art the times that we're going through now. Mm-hmm. You can make some of those comparisons, but at the end of the day, it's no worries. Like nobody's getting hung up in no. the first show <laughs> because of something they did wrong. Yeah, you know, like the worst you get is just people arguing about their own opinions on exactly. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> or being called a racist. But people did see it as something that we could go to eventually. At at the time that these T V series came out it was a very controversial yeah. time. Yeah. That's that's crazy to think about. It is. If we could like even think of a time that could possibly like all of this right now being taken away you being stripped away from Michaela yeah you know I mean in my point of view I think that it's a very like it would be very hard for something like that to actually happen it would take a lot there's of a lot of steps lot of- that have to take and they this, the book glosses over a lot of that oh yeah and they might get into more of it later in the book i'm not sure exactly i um, won't we'll compare obviously to the tv show but um as of right now for some pages you have like how the heck did they get to this point how did they overthrow everything yeah because yeah. i mean you look at our government we have so many levels of government that's one reason why we have separation of power from the judicial to the legislative to the 
executive branches of government, and then also the people. You're talking about 300 million people, and and I think I read an article online or someone made a good point that you would need to be about a third of the population in order to possibly have someone overthrow the government in terms of like support amongst all of the people. So, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, I don't think it would happen because for that to happen, somebody would have to overthrow the whole um, sex of women. And that's not going to happen. Like, it, yeah. yeah, the way women are today and how many feminists are out there and, and that's how empowered thing. a lot of women are with the yeah. freedom that they do have. And even can, like people who are like more conservative, I mean, it just they still... They would want freedom over oppression. Yeah. And that's the hard thing to understand about this book is some women did agree to this and did want this. And that's that's hard to comprehend. I think the percentage of women that would actually agree with this well, in, are in today's society, super minute. No. In today's society, <laughs> no. But in this book, there were. Yeah. Yeah. In this society, yeah. It's kind of weird how they like uh, would actually start to agree with and then but I think they had an idea in their head about how it would be and then how it actually ended up because of other people's opinions and other people wanting power it got super distorted from like where where it was supposed to be where it ended up yeah and you gotta think like the time that the author wrote this book in it wasn't really that far away from women not having jobs before, you know, and being the the home home caretakers. Yeah. And there were gaps. Yeah. It was just now coming into women actually being able to work and being able to wear what they want. So I think given that, I think there were a lot of women in that time period um, that would have agreed with that. But given circumstances now in this time period I women don't think would say hell fucking no <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the cussing <laughs> but it's true it's we'll true. put an explicit alert on this next time <laughs> um but going into uh chapter one mm-hmm. i think you know just starting off with the book um it started off really really well the uses of the like the words to describe the scene and the room she was in, where she was at, um, it was so phenomenal. Very like, descriptive. I could, it was like picturing myself in the same room with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit of an advantage because I've seen the TV show a couple yeah. times now. But yes. But coming, <laughs> coming from somebody who hasn't seen the movie or the TV show, it gives a really good description, you know, and very, like, descriptive of what's going on with her um, and her own body and her situations and the um, interactions that she has and where she's at Um, and already by the second page I was hooked like I started taking notes in the beginning and I think by chapter three or four I was like okay I'm just gonna dive deep like I have a couple pages I'm not even gonna stop to take notes I'll just write them down later because I'm (laughs) that interested in this book same I have a couple pages and then I was like I just need to read I'll I'll worry about the notes (laughs) later I think for some people though like and 
people have a different like ideas of how they would want a book to like especially when like I, I start watching the TV show first so like and then diving into a book you kind of, this book starts out with a lot of description like we all said but um, don't really know I know hardly anything about any of the characters um, true I mean you don't always know anything about characters that start off with a novel but there's no like backstory a lot of backstory in in terms of even like where exactly this is located in terms of America um like what happened to get to this point which I'm sure they'll probably describe later maybe but you're kind of left with just like this is okay this is going on (laughs) that is one thing like that's a good point um one thing I I don't really like about the way this novel is set up is like when she's talking about her present and where she's at she kind of also goes back into her memories but it doesn't really specify like which one's a memory which one's like her present you're struggling to understand exactly where is she in that moment and see if you did why everyone you've watched the tv show you actually start to know like because you know where from the watching memories the show are which one's the memory because which one's reality. they do actually do a good job in the tv show of referencing back to the book on some of these things so. yeah and i noticed in her memories when somebody's talking there's like no quotes around yeah, what the, they're saying so you're like okay well who's saying it but then like her uh, present it has quotes around it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, take like, somebody what? who has the minute details to, um, yeah, I to actually well. get that point because if you're just reading the book and, you know especially if I, I like to read at night so like um, I have when your mind is kind of like just um, foggy. foggy and stuff yeah, like that you would not before. pick that up that's something all. he had said to me at first was there's not a lot of dialogue and I'm like there is you're just not seeing it yeah and that's one one good point too is I read a lot at night because I'm busy during the day yeah. so to settle me down before bed I usually read and I pick that up firsthand I was like why aren't there quotes around because I'm like traditional when I'm reading a book mm-hmm. you know when somebody's talking they have to have quotes around what they say but it reminds me of like a lot of like poetic mm-hmm. um novels and stuff and a lot of poetry because in a lot of poetry there's no quotes around what people say it's just kind of there yeah that's true but I guess that's a good way to point out like what's a memory and what's actually the present and where she's at who she's talking to yeah right and they don't she doesn't do a super great job also of like telling the character exactly is talking talking and who like they haven't really completely described like exactly like how they got to like the commander being the commander and and who the angels are and yeah. why everybody fears them. And what a commander actually means. Like what it means to be a commander. And which I hope they get to that point in this book. Because I think if they don't, I think we'll be sitting well, in our next like discussions. We're going to be sitting here very, very disappointed. Right. It would it would be nice to like kind of know where they got all the placement. You know, is it like yeah. the rich people that ended up being commanders? Right. Is it... The poor people that got their wives taken away from them, even though they're, you know, whether they're barren or not, you know, it's like, yeah. Exactly. Is it like a class thing, or is it just somebody decided, hey, we're gonna put you here? Yeah, I don't know, because that's the thing too is like how you control like that even that many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that much like they must have had 
and like a recruited a pretty large army to be able to go out and be like, hey, we're gonna take your everything away. And how they find <laughs> out? Like, how do you find out Who's somebody barren? is barren? Who's not. Who's not? Like, is there a test? I mean, I think they know for some if you've had a child. Obviously, yeah, because she. She had a child. She had a child. She had a family. But she, she yeah. could have been barren after. Well, she could have. Well, she would been at an age yeah. where she could have had a kid. Though. My thing is though is like she was already married. Okay, why was her husband taken away? I guess because she's barren. But I guess like. But the husbands that were already married to, or um, I think it comes down to a class. Yeah, it could be because the, the power. The, the couples that were already married are kind of still together. Yeah. But then, like, she's able to have kids, so it's like, all right, I'm going to rip your husband away and your kid. You're going to come have kids for me mm-hmm. or to whoever we assign you to. I think it becomes a power and a class thing. It Where makes these sense. people of power can't have children, we want them to have children. At a point, especially, I think, if you think about it, too, like, also, there are people who are for this and there are people who are against this. And so, like, if you just as a hypotheticals like if people who are against the nazi party mm-hmm. got they were you know hunted after and so if you were found out that you were against this they or they hunt you and especially if they found out that if you were like able to have kids like they would take you and i think that was this whole power thing like they want to come after you and take you away because you are against all of this. That would make sense. The power and class thing really makes sense. That also makes sense. It would be interesting to find that out, um, yeah. I guess, from the author, but we can't just hit her up on Facebook and be like, hey. Maybe we could try. Margaret, um, you watching? <laughs> One thing I found interesting is that the difference in these books that we have, because we have, like, separate... Like, I have this one. And then we have this one. Yeah. And in mine, there's an introduction where the author actually tells you why she wrote it, what time period she wrote it in, and how it all came about. And I guess it's from her, like, standpoint, but she made it completely, like, a fiction novel she didn't really make it like an autobiography but it was basically everything she was feeling in her time when women were oppressed and they didn't have as much freedom as you know they do now and so I just found that interesting different like I wouldn't really say editions of the book just styles I guess Mm -hmm. of why there's an introduction in mine and not in yours (laughs) yeah I don't know why they wouldn't because that does give and like I've been saying like it gives some reasoning as to why she's writing the way she's writing it and all that stuff so why would you not put that that is interesting and especially this is like a special edition yeah they call this a deluxe (laughs) edition so (laughs) like you think that they might have even put like even more preface in this versus yours yeah that's a really interesting uh, yeah i'm not really sure why they did that i mean i have the kindle edition it's probably in that i could probably go back and read it Probably the deluxe because it's a leatherback or a leatherette. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fancy. They do look fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote some notes. I'm just going to go over them. In chapter two, like I was talking about earlier, 
I just, I can't imagine how she would have felt being so restricted to almost nothing. And only because she could have children. But yet she gets more than what the actual wife does that's barren. Almost. It's like she she gets to have a bath, what is it, once, twice a week or something. Where the the commander's wife like only gets it maybe once a week or maybe, you know, once every three weeks. Yeah. Which again, I don't understand why they went back to that far. Like they had water, they had Mm -hmm. showers, they had but then like she's not even giving herself her own bath. It's the daughter or her sister. Yeah. One of the Marthas. Are they sisters or are they just No in the house? They're in the house. They're like caretakers of the house. It could also be part of the reason is he wanted to have a certain styling to the time and so she chose kind of a rough time frame of where they went back to and she just chose it that way. I mean, because like you said, I mean, why would you like take a shower? I think I mean and how would you take all the showers out of houses and, you know, all the electricity wiring and all of that? Like, dang. <laughs> they probably didn't. They probably shut off the electricity. Well, yeah, that's true. You could do that. Um, and shut off the water. I'll shut off the water, but why? <laughs> yeah. Like, even, like, especially if you have power, like, why would you decide to be like, oh, hey, we're just going to decide to make water very scarce? <laughs> Exactly. Like, like, if you want to even have a society, even if it's got a technical thing moving somewhat backwards, you still would want certain amenities, uh, even as, like, someone in power. So that just doesn't make any sense. I think that's probably a loophole that she didn't really think about. <laughs> and you'd think <laughs> it'd be the other way it. around. Like, if, if women that can have, you know, that are able to conceive are more valuable than women who are barren, why are the wives... Like, they have more freedom, I think, in in a sense. They may not, like, get the best um, bath times or, Mm -hmm. you know, their body isn't in the best shape. But, you know, the handmaid, she has one room. She can only come out, you know, at a certain time. She is allowed to have walks at a certain time. You know, she goes out and she buys the groceries. So, considering she's more valuable in a sense, why are the wives that are barren being treated kind of with more freedom than, than the, than the handmaid. But I mean, I, I guess I could see it like, okay, well this woman's coming in my home. Mm-hmm. She's having kids for me. I could see the side of the wife, but mm-hmm. in a sense of yeah. all around, you'd think they'd be able to have a little bit more freedom or as close to the wife as exactly that the wife sees her in I forget which chapter this is in the wife sees her as property yeah like okay I want to see as little of you as possible this is what you're doing get out of my face yeah and I completely get that but why is she only restricted to just one room at you know only able to do certain things not allowed to have most things like she can't even shave her legs really because she can't have a razor yeah can't have a razor shatterproof glass i mean i get the razor part and the shatterproof glass or scared she'd kill herself yeah i mean 
yeah. What would you do to escape that society? But I mean, I don't think she would. The character would. No, that character. No, I think she's so set on finding her family again and getting out. But other handmaids. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of other handmaids. You might not have a family or reason to continue. To continue on would probably do it. I would think. I mean, I don't know if they describe too much about like other handmaids in this portion of the book yet, but just uh, off Glen. Yeah, and her friend. Um, um, Ma. I want to say Mora or Maria. Mora. Yeah. Or something. She became one, but I forgot what her handmaid name was. They talk about Myra. how Mora. they were treated either, because I mean, I would think it might even be different for each household. It is. A little bit. It, it kind of depends on the commander. Yeah. Or the, or the, the wife. Head, the wife yeah. and the head of the house. Yeah. The, not, not commander, not every man is a commander. I think the wife is the one that oversees the handmaids and what they're For allowed the most to part. do. The yeah. commander is just there to have fun. Basically. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I mean, as much fun as the wife will allow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. I um, think in that time, though, it's like when they are in the bedroom and um, I'm pretty sure the commander has full freedom over that like I don't even think the wife has any say if she's like I want to stop now I doubt that's gonna happen like no but you'll you'll see how like to the point it is when you watch the episode tonight it's and if you're if you're interested um the first hundred pages is pretty much just the first episode of the Hulu series that's it we're really like taking facts about that because we're like so how do they go from one episode in a hundred pages to probably I think the first season is only like maybe ten ish I don't know for sure get about ten um, so they must weeks. really go much further into depth than the next two hundred pages and maybe add some of their own stuff I'm sure well but yeah. and there's only three hundred pages so given that it'd only be like three episodes yeah so. If so they might just, just go watch it, the first episode to get your analysis from the book versus the TV show. Yeah, and they yep. might just put it, like, their own twist on it, I guess, in the rest of the yeah. episodes. I mean, and it could be that they just play out the book in the first three episodes and then go on their own way. Because the rest, is, there's multiple seasons and they're oh, not a book to base it off of. I think so, because I remember reading about, well, I was watching a TV show previously and they said that all the events were in the first the, season it went from beginning to end of the first season maybe but the next seasons there's multiple seasons there's not a book to base it off of they just continue right, on their right. way yeah. so so that'll be interesting um for you guys at home if you wanted to go on hulu and watch that first episode to compare notes and to compare how the tv series goes with the book and how much is left out how much is still in there you know, kind of see what their twist is on it. I know I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> after I've already read my first 17 chapters. I don't think we've uh, said on the podcast, we are, for this first week, doing chapters 1 through 17. And then um, we will continue on each week. We'll post our schedule um, on the podcast so you can see that. Exactly. And you can find that up on Facebook under Across the Novelverse. We post at least once a day if not every other day so you'll find that schedule up on there if you're interested in following and we are going to do hopefully more novels 
after this as well. I already have an idea. So, <laughs> stay for tuned next. for more. We'll probably do a novel, about a novel a month, from mm -hmm. what it seems like. So. As long as they're not lengthy. <laughs> you know, be 600 like pages. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or if we decide to do like a trilogy or... Yes, and from what I'm seeing, this is a sequel so far. Like, not even there's a second book. Well, she decided, I think, to write that. I think she wrote it after they did the TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and so it's, it's updated. It's sent. It's 15 years after the events of this. But it's not based off the same but character. But it's not based off. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah. It's kind I of know. Let down. <laughs> I don't understand why she decided to do that. We'll I guess because it was so popular. Later. Yeah. Um, how old is the TV series? It started in like 20... It's not that old. 2015, 2016, 2017, something Yeah, there's a new there. season coming out like next year, I think. Or this year? Next yeah, year. no, it's next, it's next year. I think they had to... Push it? Push it a little bit because of the coronavirus. Okay, and this was wrote back in the 80s, so... Yeah. Well, they set the TV show, they, they actually set it up in the uh, 2000s. So they changed the time frame, technically, to throw that out there. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> we just found that out, that it actually... Uh... Cool. <laughs> Apparently we'll be available on Spotify. <laughs> This is, as you can tell, a very um, raw first discussion. Yes, we yeah. will. Um, for the podcast. But hopefully in the future it will be a lot more organized. Just and... like most podcasts. We'll get better as yes, the podcast um, But this way you could have, you know, a live. You can have a pre-recorded, you know, where you can go back. If you can't make a live then, um, or a weekly discussion, you can go back and listen. And you can always feel free to uh, message us some questions that you have, some topics that you want us to go over that you'd like to get more clarity about, things like that. Um, continuing on, yes. we want to discuss Chapter 16 now. I was yes. going to say that. I, we have to make sure we cover Chapter 16. So, for anybody who is watching, listening, Chapter 16 is very, very explicit. Um, so yeah, so if you have young listeners, um, or anyone who should not be listening to anything, um, adult like content, <laughs> yes, please cover their ears, have them leave the room, pause for another time, so on and so forth. That was your warning. <laughs> all right. We've all opened our books to chapter 16, yes. right? <laughs> all right. Um. So, I mean, reading this as a guy. Yes, I'm interested in your perspective on this. <laughs> That's great. That's a great, like, beginning to start off with. As a guy, what's your opinion? <laughs> uh, it was very... I mean, the, I guess the main point that she made in this chapter was she did not feel like it was rape. Which is very intriguing to me. And in my head, I'm like... You're not... Well, you technically you're consenting because you want to live. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't consent, I'm really very interested as to what they would actually do. Because, like, um, if you didn't consent to this, 
then why would they end up like would they beat you because why would they beat somebody who they're wanting a baby or they why would they commit any trauma to somebody who they would want a baby from maybe they would just replace her i guess they would i think they would kill her they would well from what i've seen because it's illegal to refuse isn't it in this time period, I don't know if it's illegal. From what I've read in other, like in other chapters, it, they would either probably kill her and hang her, or they would send her off to the. What did they call it? They would send her off to this place um, to work, where it's like really toxic Where's and people die. Quote? So, in other words, she, she would eventually be killed. Either way, whether it's hanging or being sent off to yeah. work somewhere else, she pretty much has to do. She that. pretty much has to cooperate. But e- either way, she doesn't see it as rape, even though it is essentially rape. And I think what was also interesting is it's so it's so weird. And then when you watch this on the show, it's even weirder. It's a different viewpoint. They don't. He doesn't even. They. He doesn't even look at her. He looks he directly looks at, at his, his wife. wife. In the eyes. <laughs> and so you're like, okay. what? And and also like. Michaela brought a good point too. Is like, what do you have to be thinking about in order to get it up? Yeah. As a guy, I don't even know what I because you're, you're having sex with somebody you probably more than likely not attracted to, mm-hmm. or with your wife there an attraction to. Well, I think that's why, and I don't want to interrupt, but I think that's why she wears the white veil around her face, so she can't, so he can't see her face. Well, I, I, he doesn't the, even know what she looks like, so it's easier for him to picture it. So wife. let me explain what the white veil actually looks like. The white veil just goes like this. Yeah, you can still see her face. Right. Yeah, but she has to look down, which she does, I think, in the bed also. She look no, she's looking. Well, she looks straight up. She looks straight up, and um. And in, in this, the wife, the wife's there, and he's staring directly at her. So what does he have to be thinking about staring directly at her? Both, All of them are fully clothed. Well, see, also another point is she's not even facing forward. So it's a lot easier for him to see his wife mm-hmm. and picture his wife as her, as this yeah. other woman. Yeah, you can, I guess, do that. Right. Is there ever even a time where she's flipped back over, though? I don't think so. I think you, you just lay there. You're like a, pretty much like a, a vessel for yeah. mm-hmm. this one thing. No expression, as she described. No expression, yeah. no emotion, just there. Able to take, uh, we'll get to your question. Yes. Um, but, I mean, she says, nor does rape cover it. Nothing is going on here that I haven't signed up for. I mean, and that kind of confuses me. She didn't sign up for this. But she went to, like, a school of sorts to be trained in this... Yeah, that's what they don't really talk about, is she, they kind of beat this into them. Yeah, and, and they show that in the and TV show. Seeing that, and that's the thing, too, is, like, they, what they don't discuss is, like, at this point, she is indoctrinated into the society, and she mm-hmm. still has a sense of, I want to get out of here, but... A lot, and you don't she even like a lot of these other people. You don't even know like are they already like were they're down for all this now and all that after like pretty much being brainwashed. Yeah, she knows the rules. She knows what she has to do. She knows what to follow. Exactly, and I think that's her way of like playing the game for now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it if you can compare in my eyes, it's rape. You know? Oh yeah, because yeah. 
it's not consented. It's <laughs> it's completely forced. But if you compare it to a lot of people um, do that now that are barren and not able to have kids, they have another woman carry their child for them instead of adopting. Yeah. But it's completely different. It's, yeah, yeah, it's completely different. They inseminate. They don't have sex with the... And it's not yeah. going to be someone else's DNA. It's the people who mm-hmm, want, that want the, the baby. Yeah. It's not that DNA. woman's DNA. And you would think, like, okay, why can't they just do that? <laughs> well, because she took it all the way back to where doctors no technology. are not allowed. Which we have to get to the doctor. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> yes. We have to talk about the doctor. We have to talk about the doctor. But. Um, and here's the thing, too. They never. Well, the doctor does. But everyone else never brings up the fact that it's not necessarily the women that are sterile. It might be the men. Well, I have to talk about that. We'll have to talk about that late, That's later a chapters, whole too. Of yes. the discussion. Because. I'm not going to give that away. But we'll talk about that in later chapters, too. <laughs> Sorry, I've seen the TV show. I, I can't. It's hard not to It's hard not to say things I already know. Yeah. But. <laughs> and Chelsea gives me a side eye. <laughs> yes, no spoilers for no me. No spoilers. I've been very good about not comparing certain things that I know from the book into, or from the TV show into this. But However, though, um talking about chapter 16 and the way the wife is kind of like holding um her down and kind of talk about that like the difference and what it shows on the tv episode yeah, so and, i mentioned that before we started so in the t- in the book they say that she's holding her hands so that makes me think of like interlaced fingers or yes. just like holding on to her hands but on the, yeah not like you know forceful or yeah. dominating but on the tv show they show you know, Serena actually gripping her wrist, like forcing her and holding her down, which is a very different concept in my head than just, you know, holding her hands yeah. and being supportive is almost what it makes it sound like, but it's very dis- different concept in the TV show. Which is appalling to me because reading these chapters and kind of like seeing Serena's side of how she feels about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't think she'd be so gentle in the bed. You know, I would think what was shown on the TV episode. I wouldn't think what is described in the book. Yeah, because, I mean, legitimately he's pretty much committing an act of adultery. Mm -hmm. In front of her. Which is legal, completely, in this book. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but that's another thing, too, is, like, um, I really want to see what they reference the Bible in this all the time. Mm-hmm. But and then they the leave show, out certain parts that don't coincide with what they believe. It's like, does the Bible ever... I doubt that the Bible ever says anything about being barren. You, I, what They do quote something. Nope, though, they think, do. They? they do. Hold on. It's in chapter remember. 15. They quote something about if someone is barren, you must do something about something. It was... Um, I think it's at the beginning. He reads from the Bible at the beginning. Yep. It's right before the ceremony, so it's got to be here. Because I I know exactly what you're referring to. Nope, that's lunch. Oh, wait, here. Okay.
Ghost. And Lee, said God, hath given me my hire because I have given him my maiden to my husband. So they can know. I think it might have been maybe it been an earlier chapter. But I feel like they mentioned that. I think it was, yes, it was um, um, Aunt, it was one of the aunts that were teaching Lydia. her. Yes. And she went back um, to one of her memories about Aunt Lydia. Basically, they read a passage from the Bible that says, if I am barren, or if my wife is barren. Uh, I think it's, it's the usual. Uh, the commander, as if reluctantly begins to read, is very good at it. Maybe he's nearly bored. It's the usual story. The usual story is God to Adam, God to Noah, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Then comes the moldy old Rachel and Leah stuff. Mm-hmm. We had drummed up into us in the center. Given, give me children or else I die. Am I in God's stead who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? Behold my maid Bilhah, she shall bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. Makes sense. So they pretty much twisted a Bible verse into this it's is okay. what we must do yeah. to uh, pretty much repopulate the earth. And they read that once a month, right? At every ceremony. They read it every ceremony. So. My thing is, though, why does it have to be a ceremony for that to happen? Because it then seems like it's... Okay? Yeah, it seems like it's a ritual. It's a yeah. bringing life into the world. It's... It, it has to do with whatever religious background this comes from. They take that as a very godly thing to do, is they're trying to create a child. So, I, I mean, I guess they think that is of the utmost importance, and so they create this whole thing around it. See, in the beginning, when I was starting to read it, I... Um I totally thought that the commander could just get some whenever he wanted. Like, I, I completely <laughs> thought, thought that's like, why she was them. there. I was like, okay, she's here to have babies. It's his freedom to just get some, right, with two yeah. women. And I guess also a reason, too, why my, Michaela said as well is just there's a time of the month that they're most fertile, and they figure that out, and they have the ceremony during that period maybe mm-hmm. but they don't really explain that so it's kind of hard to know how often it really does happen it could happen every day it could happen every month it could happen every week yeah because when I was like well I guess it would make sense going to the doctor I don't want to talk about that just a second but like <laughs> yeah we'll get into that it would make sense now because if you really like read the, like really just went into detail with the chapter when she goes to the doctor visit you could it kind of explains like when they do everything yeah because after that I think the ceremony happened because they go to find that out and then they're like okay I don't know if there'll be more ceremonies through the book or if this is the one time they, they describe kind of it, it just to describe it I would okay in my opinion I would hope not because I wouldn't personally want to read something that's repetitive like, okay, I know a ceremony yeah, happens once a month. Let's yeah. continue on. Just let me know when it's or happening. At That's least cool. refer back to it and be like, mm-hmm. and maybe give reference so that way we know how often it happens. Yeah, being like, okay, it's ceremony time. Yeah. Cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Not awesome, but... And I think, like... Isn't there a mirror in the bedroom? I'm pretty sure I read I that. I don't know. Yes. Uh, well, no, hold on. Let's see. I know it's like a, a big canopy bed. Under, she says, under Serena Joy's silver canopy, it's not exciting. It has nothing to do with the passion or love or romance or any other notions we used to titillate ourselves with. It was nothing to do with sexual desire, at least for me, and certainly not for Serena. Arouse and orgasm no longer thought necessary. Oh, okay, never mind. I took that as a mirror because when it says above me towards the head of the bed, Serena Joy is arranged outspread. I was like, is she looking up at a mirror? Like, how can she? That would be very awkward. It makes more sense now. That, yeah, um, let's look up at a mirror while this happens. But let's talk about, okay, <laughs> so the, we're going to get really in detail here. When the commander is sitting there doing the deed, getting some, right, okay, his wife is above the handmaid. Literally. Where the handmaid's head is in her pelvis. So literally every time she's thrust back, she's thrust yes. into Serena. And it, it goes back to the point, okay, how can the commander kind of like, and how can Serena really enjoy this? Like, because she's mm-hmm. outspread with her legs spread, but the handmaid's head is right at her pelvis, and um, her legs are spread apart, but still fully clothed, which yeah. is weird to me. In the show, you'll see everyone's still fully clothed. Just the handmaid has her school yeah. skirt pulled up, and the the yeah, guy the has his thing hanging out. Yeah, That's yeah it. from the zipper. I don't even know if he'd, cause he he didn't can't. take a drop his pants. It just hangs yeah. out from the zipper. Yeah. Everyone that's is fully clothed. That's just crazy. But you would think, like, I don't know, the wife would be off to the side somewhere. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Not, like... Not, like, right, right above her head. And she's... <laughs> not only that, but she's, like, acting like it's pleasurable to her. But I guess that would help the commander out in a way. If they were a part of a certain religious background... Maybe she has a personal view that this is somehow pleasurable. People do have fetishes. <laughs> I mean, so. obviously, though, when it's over, you can see that Serena did not enjoy this. She wants this. Maybe it's become a, it's become a fetish. <laughs> and again, like, I haven't seen the TV episode yet, but how it's being described in the book. Is Serena, like, the same way in the TV episode? I know you said she's gripping her hand, but is she giving the same amount of, like, pleasure and joy, or is she just, like, screaming hatred to this handmaid in the bed? No, she's sitting there with a stone-cold face. Honestly, she doesn't have a lot of... The, the character on the TV show doesn't have a lot of emotion. No. Much at all. She's very Very stoic. Very stoic. And so... I, I, they did kind of, I think, change that maybe a little bit Later from on. the book. Because mm-hmm. to me, she's a little bit more lighthearted here than she is in the TV show, comparatively. It would make sense because reading like her personality in, um, in the book and when she like first meets the Handmaid and is Alfred, I think it's her name. Alfred. Yeah, that's her it's Alfred. given name. Yeah, and um, first meeting her, 
I think she's kind of like, I don't really want to see her. Sorry. (laughs) We know her given name by the... Yeah, by the people. people. But I meant given name like at birth. No, no. Um... Which is kind of weird. It's like off Glen, off Fred. So the, the way they do that is it's like of and then the family name. So of Fred. Of. So that's off Fred. It's mm-hmm. of Fred. It's of. really. Well, of. who's Fred then? Fred is the commander's first name, I think, isn't it? Oh, they didn't mention that in the book, did they? They don't explain how it works, no. but you start to realize because when she goes to a different household, it changes? Yep. Oh my god. And see, I think it's another reason they stripping them of their like original identities. Of their identity at all. And so that's how you pretty much brainwash all entire That's crazy. That's, oh, that's a great point to bring up because they do not explain that nope. in the book. No, they don't. Like, I don't I'm even just, know. Like, totally just... mind blown and like so much clarity right now because we'll I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel those. Everyone's you know, name starts episode. with "of." Yeah. Okay, it makes more sense now. I'm like, yeah. This is like way old. Like these names and stuff. Yeah. Like you'll see "of Michael" and then you're like, it's a weird name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in the book, I thought Serena was like lighthearted when she kind of saw her kind of like related but like in a way she had so much hatred because she couldn't have kids so it it surprised me in chapter 16 when they were in the bed and it was like okay she's getting pleasure from this which is weird (laughs) i would think she would i know i wouldn't i would be like i don't even want to be in the room (laughs) wonder how like if that was the first time that they, I, they definitely the first time they did it with Offred, but then they had had previous handmaids. I, yeah. okay. Her best friend was a previous handmaid. Oh my god! The Not one, for that family. I thought she was because she asked uh, she one of the Marthas. Him. She was lying to try to get information. Oh. She didn't actually like, know oh, where her friend's been. Friend. <laughs> no, she was just trying to make up information to get. She doesn't know where her friend's been. Mm. Kind of like figuring, because I know she found a note in there. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. trying to figure out who that was. Man. Yeah. But she knew they wouldn't give her any information unless she already knew information. So she was just kind of making sure. Which is, again, appalling to me. Like, why can't she have any information? I guess because she doesn't have that freedom, they don't want her to be like, okay, I'm going to skip out. And- yeah, it's the whole rebellion thing. Like, if you create a society based off of all this, like, BS, <laughs> you're going to have people. Like you're gonna have you're you have to be constantly ready for like a rebellion to just start. I don't know why it hasn't already. Started. <laughs> like how long has this been going on? First of all, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Her monthly visit to the doctor. Oh goodness, do you remember what chapter that is? That was a couple chapters before like sixteen. Yeah, it was like fourteen, I think. Um, yeah, it, it shocked me. I was reading and I was like, wait a minute, this is taking a completely different turn. Like Curious is like if they go if they went back to the complete dark ages on all everything else. I don't think they did for medical care though. And obviously doctors know how to do certain procedures and stuff like that. So if some of them are still around. I would have thought they would have kept certain stuff. 
around for um, like emergency situations, especially for like the like commanders and stuff like that. Okay, this oh, is no. way like chapter eleven. Okay. I was like, wow. It's further back than we thought. <laughs> yeah, and he like he calls her honey, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's and this so is going completely different. Doctors yeah. aren't supposed to talk to them at all. Yeah. And here he comes in, He's just talking. having a conversation. Yeah. And, and she's I noticed just like, what? There's like no nurses or anything. It's just the doctor. Yeah, because yeah, women aren't supposed to. Yeah, work. they're not supposed to do anything. So they're supposed to read. They're supposed to be educated. They're. But it makes more sense now, like because when she went to town with Auckland, and she, you know, saw those men hanging, and one of them was a doctor. I was like, it kind of was confusing to me at first as to why. So, she said that he had a picture of a fetus on him. Yeah, he was an abortion doctor. That's why. Okay. And they're um, not allowed to have those, right? Yeah. When she kind babies. of went in detail, it explained kind of vaguely that he took away the miracles. Yeah. And that's the where you get that like, it's abortion. Because so. in secret, the women were like, I want to have this baby. Yeah. So it's very vague about how it said that it was abortion doctor, but it, it hinted at an abortion doctor. But that's another thing. It's like, what if there's something medically wrong? both of them die like is it just like okay well they both died let's bury them or yep whatever pretty much wow yeah. yep that's crazy yeah so i know doctors aren't allowed to have sex with these women let alone talk to them <laughs> so it's like do they have wives of their own are they just like not allowed to have sex at all yeah, masturbation is the key or? they don't talk in about the show that. they don't talk about it i barely doubt that they talk about it in the book and so i mean we usually just speculate like what they play a really huge role because they do if, if you go back it, to a certain time frame and for a society i mean a doctor who can perform life-changing things in a 21st century society in that society <laughs> I mean they must be very important um, and they must have to hide a lot of stuff because um, hide their own personal feelings about everything in order to keep their job you would think they would have like more freedom because to have a wife um, to have those pleasures because they are a doctor of women. Yeah. But you also have to think of, to them, doctors are just people that do checkups. When you actually go to see how the birth is done, there's no doctors. They do home births. What? Yeah. See, that's that. I think that's where, like, her wanting to have this backward society and it being in modern times kind of conflicts with the story because like why would you because <laughs> uh, like, I mean I guess especially if babies are they dying. could die in and they could die, it could die in childbirth there's all these complications yeah, you could have being pregnant why wouldn't they protect that especially if like they're wanting to repopulate why the 
hell would you not want the doctors to be able to like at least know, the same doctor. be there and give birth to the ch- the children but i guess it it has it's got to all tie into the whole like bible i guess in terms of like having I mean, it's true, because in times before doctors, you know, they would have a doctor for checkups, but then they would have home births or birth wherever they were at. And a lot of, (laughs) like, I think other societies, like, if you look look at, I think, the Amish and... um, True. You don't really see Amish societies. I don't... I think they have home births, too. Or at least some kind of, like... um, What's that birthing person called the... It's there. I was trying to think of it also, but yeah. it's not there. The house. No. Midwife. Yes. Mm-hmm. And essentially, the other handwives work as the midwives. Handwives. Handmaids. Really? I did notice that, too. Auckland stays in the same yeah. home. And they're allowed to walk, like, once a day or something. They don't, she doesn't stay in the same home. She stays in another home. But they have to always walk in pairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, She's so like they meet each other. Yeah. So okay. They're, 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 they're pair. Like they have to like go when they go out. They have to be together or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where how that ever like really occurred. Well, I guess to have proof, like okay, well they They're didn't run off. Yeah. yeah. They run off running off together. One can tell the other. Yeah. yeah. But let's just talk about how this doctor offers to have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, he, no one I, has to know. <laughs> so you must not have a wife then, because like why? If you had if you had freedom and you had a wife, why would you want to have sex with all these women then? I mean, it could just be that he's trying to help them because he knows that they're not gonna get pregnant because you know, like he says, most of these old guys can't make it anymore or they're sterile. And nobody else is thinking that the men are sterile. They just all think it's the women. The women are the problem. Well, if men created this world, per se, then of course they're not going to think yeah, they're Yeah, they're never going to be the sterile <laughs> they're like, person. Oh, men are not the problem. I'm the predominant so women sex. The I can never, yeah. ever be sterile. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. So, yeah. Only yeah. women can become barren. I guess he's kind of help trying to help, sterile. but it's kind of a weird way. It's like, why not? Just try to maybe inseminate her or something like that. Right. Why know? does he need to have sex with her? Why can't he do this? Exactly. Turkey why, baster. Why can't he save up his <laughs> sperm and turkey baste everybody? <laughs> I love the turkey baster. That's great. Um, <laughs> because it's less fun that way. He gets pleasure out of it. Why shouldn't he get some pleasure out of his pain? But, you know, that brings up a good point, because I know uh, you're talking about, well, it's not brought up now, but later on it will be, you know, and she says, you know, in the chapter, there is no such thing as a sterile man, at least not officially. Well, it's pretty much brought up right here. I almost gasped. He said a forbidden word, sterile. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in for this week's discussion of The Handmaid's Tale. Chapters 1 through 17. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Facebook at Across the Novelverse. You can find all our updates on there about schedules, uh, monthly schedules that we're doing, and anything on our new adventures that we are doing. Catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.